0: Hi, this is Anna East Eden. You're listening to Hollywood and Beyond with your host, Stephen Brittingham. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show.
1: Hi, this is Stephen. Be sure to visit Hollywood and Beyond on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for guest and show news, including exclusive photos, promos, trailers, as well as additional guest and show news. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the pages so that we can keep in touch with each other. Hollywood and Beyond, your home for meaningful interviews. Hi, this is Stephen. My interview with the fun and talented Brooke Simpson took place back in April 2018, just a few months after the grand finale of Season 13 of The Voice on NBC. Brooke finished third place in the exciting singing Competition Series, originally available over on the official YouTube channel. I am happy to now share this interview on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play Music, and many more. I hope you enjoy my interview with Brooke Simpson I know I had a wonderful time. Thank
2: you. Stone cold, stone cold. You see me standing, but I'm dying on the floor. Stone cold, stone cold. Maybe if I... I think it's time.
1: Yeah. Oh, Brooke, pick no. you as your <sighs> Come on, Brooke. Come on, Brooke. No. no. Brooke. Oh my god, it's a tough
2: toe. Hey. Come on, Brooke.
0: Okay. I pick Miley. <laughs>
1: Hi, friends and listeners. Welcome to Hollywood and Beyond. This is your host, actor and writer, Stephen Brittingham. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. Super exciting show today because I have an extra special lady on the show as my guest. She has a most beautiful voice and it's also very strong. Her energy and enthusiasm as a contestant on The Voice is undeniable, and she provided so many outstanding and wonderful moments with her singing performances. I am looking forward to speaking with her today. It's an honor to have her on the show, and that would be Brooke Simpson. Brooke, welcome to the show.
0: Hi. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Well, thank you for being here. It's, it's a pleasure to be speaking with you today.
0: Ah, same. Absolutely.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. When I think back to your time on The Voice, it's just an amazing experience. When I think back to that first moment that I saw you on the show, and you left such a strong impression with me, but not only me and millions of other viewers, but all four judges, no less.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, it was awesome.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, when you started singing your song, uh, before any of the judges turned around, one of the things that stood out to me was that you had a lot of confidence. Um, obviously, this can be a very nerve-wracking experience. I mean, couldn't blame anybody for feeling that way. But I thought you came across as very confident, and you had a lot of energy and enthusiasm, and I was very impressed with that. Oh,
0: thank you. Yeah, it... Um I don't know the the way they portrayed on the show. It's like everything happens, like bing, bang, boom. Like it's all happens within an hour, but it's hours that you're waiting for your turn to go up there. So I have been waiting from 5am till about, I think when I actually performed was around three o'clock in the afternoon. So because of that, all the nerves had already left me and I was pretty much just ready to go. And when it was my time, they asked me, they said, okay, do you need a moment? Are you ready? I'm like, no, I'm ready. If I don't go right now, I'll throw up. So right. <laughs> I, was just, I was beyond ready once I got up there. So I think all the nerves had already shaken out hours before.
1: So that helped then. You were You were ready to go. So that's probably better than being the first person to go up there.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. We have like a bunch of prior interviews before actually going up there. And I was more nervous about those interviews with the producers of the show than I even was about singing in front of Miley and Blake and Jennifer and Adam. Um, so that was a really good thing, actually, that the day was so long because it got me a, the time to get all the butterflies out, all the nervousness. And I don't know, once I got up there, I was just ready to sing. No matter, I mean, the worst that they could do is not turn around.
1: Very true. And, and um, I'll tell you what. It was stone cold. I can't forget it Mm -hmm. during the blind auditions. And wow, it did not take long for two judges to turn around uh, with Blake turning around and and then the others following. And so let me tell you um, (laughs) how exciting it was just to see that happen. But for you, you're hoping that just one turns around when all four turned around. What was going through your mind and heart?
0: Oh, I blacked out. I think after... After Blake and Miley turned around, and Miley was already my number one choice, so the moment that I saw that she had turned and she was second, I blacked out, and then I didn't remember any of the rest of the performance, I just did it, and then when I was done singing the last line, I'm happy for you, all of a sudden it's like my eyes were reopened, and I saw. All four of them turned around, everyone cheering, and I just started crying because I had no idea yes. what happened. I just knew that it was crazy.
1: It was a wonderful moment, one of my favorite moments from the Blind Auditions. And I tell you what, so many talented people uh, during the season when when you were on the show. I mean, my goodness, so many talented people.
0: (laughs) Oh, Um, I know. I mean, I, I, I swear I'm not even being biased, but I think we were the best season that that show's ever had. I mean, because it was more than just good singers doing karaoke. I feel like every single person, especially the top 12, every single person was a true artist.
1: I would have to agree with you because it seemed like everybody got better and better for the most part, and then it was like, wow, this season is something special. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Brooke, let me ask you, uh, if we go back a little bit, when did you decide to start this journey to be on The Voice? Um, when did you decide to to audition or try out?
0: Well, actually, it's a long story. I, um, I'll i try to make it short, but I auditioned for The Voice um, back in 2013, I believe like I auditioned four years prior to actually getting on the show. I went to the open call where there are thousands of people. Um, my friend went with me. We were out in line outside in Atlanta, Georgia at like 5 AM. Um, and I made it to that first one, but then the next call back round, I didn't make it. So I just kind of told myself, oh, okay, I'm not going to try these shows anymore. I'm done, whatever. Um, and then I just started trying to make music for myself. And then as the years went on, nothing was happening. And actually 2016 was like a really low year for me. It was really hard. It just felt like a lot of personal things in my personal life were going wrong, as well as every music door that I tried to force open just was being shut in my face. So I kind of had that moment where I had to decide, am I going to come up with a plan B for my life, even though plan A is always been music, or am I going to just keep trying? And at that very last minute, when I could have had the choice to stay in that pit of just kind of sad sadness, um, I decided to keep trying. And I don't think if I had made that decision, I would have gotten the call, because um, the moment that I made that decision, that was like towards the end of December, and then in January of 2017, I got a random call from someone named Ariel who works for The Voice, And she was like, hi, I'm trying to reach Brooke. Um, I see that you auditioned in Atlanta, Georgia years ago, and I wanted to see if you just wanted to come try again. And then from that, I got all the way to third place on the whole show.
1: What an amazing and inspirational story.
0: Oh, Um, yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy.
1: And Brooke, I mean, think about it. You know, I was listening to you, and I'm feeling what you're saying, because you were at a pivotal point where you could have gone in one direction. You know what? You didn't throw in the towel yet, let's say, because you, like you said, you were considering plan B, but you hadn't done it yet, but you were right on that brink, and as you look back, it must be kind of scary to realize that you could have just thrown in that towel and gone down a different path.
0: Oh, yeah. It's terrifying, and I'm a big believer in destiny and things happening for a reason, so I I don't think if I had decided, okay, I'm going to go with Plan B and not pursue music anymore, um, then I don't think I would have gotten that phone call in January.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, it's um, it's, it's just so wonderful that uh, you did not give up, and, and, and look what happened afterwards by, by staying strong and holding on to your faith and hope and... And this joy of music, this love of music, that obviously you have—how uh, did that start? I imagine at a pretty young age, no doubt.
0: Oh yeah, um, my mom and dad—they're full-time evangelists, so they travel and sing and preach at like churches all across the U.S. And they've been doing that for like over thirty-something years. Uh, I'm, I don't even know the amount. That's how long they've been doing it. Um, so I was a long like, born time. into. Oh yeah. And I was just born into music. So all I knew growing up was it wasn't, you know, watching my mom go to a nine to five regular job. It was, we would, I would try to go to normal school during the week. And then during the weekend, I would travel with them and hop in the RV and go travel and sing at different churches. And I started singing with them. I I recorded a song when I was two, but I actually started singing with them when I was seven. So I think I knew at the age of seven, that was when I knew, like, I want to do this forever. My parents are doing it forever, so why can't I? Um, And then, you know, of course, a bunch of other musical influences along the way, like, I mean, they sound random, but like Christina Aguilera, um, Britney Spears, The Spice Girls, um, Destiny's Child, share like all of these women that were just powerhouse and really create even more than just their voicing powerhouses, but who they are as women and like just, uh, who they are as performers. I was really attracted to that. So I would, I, I was the most obnoxious kid, but it was because I was trying to be like scary <laughs>
2: Yes,
1: that's right. Wow. And so you discovered this love of music in your heart. Exactly. you knew it was something extra special, and you had all these amazing women that you described so well, these strong, powerful (laughs) singers that influenced you. I mean, no wonder you sing with so much passion, Brooke. These ladies have impacted you. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Thank you. Yeah. Honestly, the biggest impact out of all of them, though, it, it has to be my mom, just because she's the one that I got to see up close in person. You know, so even without voice lessons, just listening to her, that's how I learned.
1: Well, that's a beautiful answer, Brooke, because moms are special people. Mm. And uh, Absolutely. I, I was raised with my grandmother, and I called her mom my whole life. So moms are special wow. people. And, and that's just Absolutely. wonderful that she's influenced your life so much. Um, so the singing must have been your favorite part of uh, all these uh, trips to churches, I assume. Something you really oh, look yeah. forward to.
0: Absolutely. I would get in trouble a lot because while I'm singing, you know, these southern gospel songs with my parents, I would try to, like, do a couple of Spice Girl moves, so I would end <laughs> up getting grounded, because I'm doing it while singing about Jesus. But right, right. I'm sure it was cute. <laughs>
1: I'm sure it was. You were, just, Hey, you're trying to be original, right? <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's just wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. And, and you're from the good state of North Carolina.
0: Yes, absolutely. I was born and raised there, um, went to Tennessee for college. After I got married, I moved to Florida, and now I'm in California. I've just been everywhere.
1: <laughs> wow, all over the place. I did some plays in North Carolina, just so you know, Southern Pines, Pinehurst area. and oh, wow. Uh, I lived there for a couple years, and just the people there treated me great. A, a beautiful oh, state.
0: No. North Carolina is like the nicest state. They're all incredible.
1: I would have to agree with you. So many fond memories there. Now you're in California. Wow. So um, let me uh, get back to um, the audition for a moment, if you don't mind, because something stood out in my mind that Adam said. So this is after they turned the chairs around. And he said more or less the following, that most people that try to do what you do so effortlessly shouldn't do it. Because you have to be able to sing with proficiency and be technically good, but also you got to manage to squeeze in all the softness, passion, and power. Well said by Adam. And I have to tell you, Brooke, that is basically the re- reaction I had of you, that you had a strong voice, but you had so much underneath it.
2: Oh, thank you.
1: And I should add, uh, of course, when he followed it up by saying, it's really hard to find that. It's one in a million. You must have been on cloud nine.
0: Yeah, I I didn't even know what to say or what to think during that moment. (laughs) It was just, the whole moment was insane. Yeah.
1: Well, now uh, I'm wondering, what is it like to have to pick a judge? Because they all four wanted you. Um, Um,
0: What was that like? uh, You know, like... I went in it knowing like they kind of asked you, you know, if you if you could pick anyone, who would it be? And I told myself and I told them Miley. um, I just knew that she's had so much experience um in so many different genres. You know, she's dabbled in country, pop, rock, um, R and B. Like she's kind of played around in every field. So I was thinking like there's nothing she can tell me. I've always loved her. Um But once I saw that everyone had turned around, I just kind of told myself, okay, follow your heart feels right, even if it's not what you planned. And then literally right when I said in my head, you know, follow your heart, she had come up on stage and she put my hands on her heart so I could see how fast it was beating. And I felt like that was confirmation that I knew I was going to pick the right person.
1: Wow, that's that's just wonderful. I'll tell you what, you know, Brooke, um, you described uh, her so well. She's accomplished so much. Um, and you know what, I find her to be a very gracious coach, uh, uh, even humble at times. Here she is at this level of her career. But she is very gracious. And she really cares about the people on her team. And you two had a really strong connection.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I love her. And still to this day, we're still in contact and we'll just catch up and check on each other every once in a while. But, um, she's just one of the realest people you'll ever meet. I mean, she, who you see on TV is actually who you get in person. Like she's just real. Um, yeah, I loved working with her and I feel like, uh, I feel like with any coach, I would have had an incredible experience, but I don't think I would have gotten as close to them as I did with her um, because there was just, I, I don't even know how to explain it. There was just a different level of friendship that we gained with her.
1: And she's also a lot of fun, isn't she?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <bunch> <laughs>
1: Wow. Well, you, I think you picked the, the right person for, uh, to have as your coach. Um, they all would have been exceptional, but, but you had it in your mind that that was the person to go with and it worked out for you. So that's just fantastic. And, and now Absolutely. I think about the, uh, the song, You're a Big Girl Now during the voice battle. And wow, that was just, uh, um, that was just wonderful, Brooke. Ah, uh, thank you.
0: Yeah. No, that was. That was a really special moment. Um, You know, I feel like if you don't have chemistry with um, who you sing with, um, it doesn't matter how good you are individually. Once you come together, if you have no chemistry, you're going to sound like crap. So, I I was really nervous about who my partner was gonna be, you know, before we found out because I knew that chemistry was gonna be everything. And then once me and Sophia found out it was each other, we were so excited, but at the same time, like I just knew in my head we have to get to know each other more because me and Sophia we were we were friends, but we weren't exactly close. I think the people that I had grown really close to before we found out who our battle partners were, it was actually Chloe and Addison and Ashland Uh and, um, a bunch of the other girls. So, um, it gave us that time though. Thankfully we had enough time to really get to know each other, to spend more time together and not just learn each other's voices, but learn each other as humans. Um, and that helped tremendously. And I think it reflected in the performance because that performance wouldn't have been half as good if we had no chemistry.
1: And, and Sophia did a, a wonderful job as well, and you guys had oh, wonderful yeah. harmony together and, and like oh, like you, you described so well it, it just all worked out. I did want to ask you though, you know one of the things that I really enjoy about the voice is the teamwork aspect um, sure you 're thinking of of ultimately hopefully winning the contest but you're making friends and, and you're working together as artists and you all have big dreams. So that's wonderful and positive. But I'm wondering in a situation like this, being competitive and whatnot, does it get tricky in a situation like that? You, you want to do your best, but you don't want to necessarily up the other person. I mean, how do you approach such a situation?
0: Um, I don't know. I don't think it was really a thing where we felt like, Oh, I can't do everything because I don't want to outshine her or anything. I think we I just see. both knew that she put us together for a reason. And it wasn't like I was going to do something to make her feel belittled or vice versa. Like Miley was really smart with her pairings. Like as far yes. as like the vocal compatibility. Um, so when, once we did it, we just went all out. And of course, like we had common courtesy. Like if, I, like there was an extra high note I had added at the end. So I just let her know before I went out there just so it didn't take her by surprise. And she felt like she couldn't trust me as a battle partner. I was like, Hey, just letting you know, I'm adding this note at the end, you know? And then if she added something, she would let me know as well. Um, So, I mean, there was that courtesy, but, It never was a feeling like, oh, I have to walk on eggshells around their voice.
1: And that makes all the difference, doesn't it, Brooke? Just telling the other person, hey, I'm going to be hitting this high note. I don't want you to be caught off guard.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And our our vocal coach, Trelawney, she's like the vocal coach or the vocal teacher on the show. Um, She really emphasized that before we ever even had the chance to sing together. Like, you need that trust between battle partners.
1: I see. Well, Miley did an excellent job pairing you two together. I could see why. She must have known how, how beautiful you two would sound together. Um, I'll tell you <laughs> that Miley is a smart girl. I, I really enjoyed having her on the show, because I'm going to be honest, I, I didn't really know what to expect with her as a judge, and uh, she blew me away. Uh, I thought she was just sensational. Um, oh,
0: yeah. She was incredible.
1: And I'm thinking now of another performance. And this one I found to be very, um, uh, uh, it was like an electric performance by you, Brooke. It was just, and the way they had the sets and everything. And that's, it's a man's man's world. And man, you knocked it out of the park.
0: Thank you. Yeah, that one was one of my favorites. That one was fun. Um, I I think with that one, I just kind of told myself, um, you know, like, this performance is going to make or break me. Like this performance will make her take me to the top 12 or it's going to send me home. So I just knew I had no other options, but to go all out.
1: I see. And you know, isn't it something you have uh, Miley as your coach. And if that wasn't good enough, Brooke, you get to do this awesome duet with her. uh, One of her biggest (laughs) hits wrecking ball man i just have to tell you i mean you two sounded great together miley sounded on top <laughs> of her you, game and here comes you and man you two sounded great I, I i really enjoyed that performance
2: don't you ever say i just walked away i will always want you and i can't live a lie running for my life I I always want you Don't
0: thank you. You know, she was really nervous about that performance, mainly just because she hasn't sang that song in years. It's been years since she's performed it. It's been years. It's been years since she's performed wrecking ball because wrecking ball came out, I think in 2013, I I believe. And then, you know, she performed it for a couple of years. But then after that, she stopped because, you know, that was a part of, uh, kind of like her r&b pop era and then now that the time of the show she was in kind of like a country pop type of era so uh-huh. it just didn't matter so she hadn't sang it in forever so she was a little nervous about it but i was so excited that she picked that song and i think it showed like we had so much fun on stage we performed yes. the crap out of it like it was incredible it was awesome
1: lots of energy and um, oh yeah and and she did sensational but that that's wonderful that's wonderful it was it was really definitely a highlight for me i really enjoyed that time and you know i'm just wondering so week to week um you know uh as far as having some downtime and fun um did you have to find the right balance of making sure that you get rested up but at the same time you don't want to lose your focus was that something that it was easy for you to sort out or did it take a lot of adjustment?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, um, we, first of all, we were sequestered. So we weren't really allowed to go anywhere too far. Like we could only go to a certain Distance, I think like at one hotel we were at at one time, we could go um, only one way and I think within a mile because of like different restaurants that were there. And then at another hotel, we could only go like across the street because of where the restaurants were there and we would have to sign out sign back in stuff like that but i mean which is a really smart choice because if they didn't have that a lot of people would have made really bad decisions um (laughs) but like i mean and i'll be honest me and there was like a crew of girls on the show that i got really really tight with which is really awesome because i normally have more guy friends than girlfriends but i met this spectacular group of girls on the show and there were a couple of times we would sneak off and uber to the beach or something (laughs) like that but but
2: i i won't say anything brooke
0: (laughs) (laughs) a lot of times though we all the sneaking off we would do that like during the preliminary pre-recorded rounds Mm -hmm. because i'm telling you once you get to the live rounds even if you are allowed to leave and go different places, you don't want to because you're so tired and you're trying to be so particular about your voice and taking care of it. So, any free time that we had during the top twelve, very little. But any free time that we had, I was like, I would tell my girls, "Okay, I love you guys. I'm going to go in my room and be on vocal rest and drink hot tea and sleep."
2: <laughs> <laughs> there so, you go. There
0: yeah. You go.
1: Wow, that's that. That's all fun. Thank you for sharing that. And I'm wondering, you, since you had so much interaction with Miley, now the other three judges, of course, you saw them a lot uh, uh, during the performances. But I'm sure you also saw them at least a, a, a good amount of time uh, off stage. Or am I incorrect about that? Such as Blake and Adam and Jennifer.
0: Um, we didn't see the other coaches too much off stage, just because if they were ever doing something off stage with team members in the team. Um, you know what I mean? I but we did see Miley a good bit, you know, off of camera. And she was the exact that she was on camera. Like she would come to all of our off camera rehearsals, which wasn't required for her to do, but she would come and make sure that everything was perfect and yeah, she was awesome.
1: That's great. And and you know, um, you know, Blake. Uh, I'm just thinking of something that he. It's funny how my mind works, uh, Brooke. I, I was just thinking of of something that Blake said uh, to you during after a performance, and and he said, you know, you kind of set the bar really high um, from your um, blind audition, and he was basically saying to you that, man, you you continue to, uh, to 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 do what you did from the blind audition. You're you're still moving in the right direction, and that's probably a very high compliment towards you at that time.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, obviously, Blake wins all the time. I mean, he won <laughs> our season with Chloe. So hearing him say nice things like that to me, it meant the world to me just because, obviously, he knows what he's talking about.
1: He sure does. And, and I'll tell you what, his last uh, album, if I'm honest, man, it's an awesome album. I mean, it's like every song is so good. Uh, I just wanted to mention that. Really enjoyed it. So now I have oh, a yeah. really big-time question for you, Brooke. You're the perfect person to ask. All right. So, you know, this playful banter between Blake and Adam. So behind the scenes, (laughs) behind the scenes, what is it like to witness?
0: Um, You know, like I said, we don't see them a lot off camera, the coaches that aren't our own. Um, But the little bit that I would see, especially like if it was during a commercial break and there were no cameras on, they were still the same guys. Like, they truly are best friends that love to hate each
1: other. <laughs> and they do it well. I really enjoy
0: it. I really <laughs> yeah. enjoy
1: them. I enjoy the whole show, the format. It's just a, it's a phenomenal, high-quality show. And, and, and what's not to love about a show that focuses on music, right? Uh, th- that's exactly. wonderful. And speaking of a, 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 a great show is the host makes a big difference. And Carson, he does a wonderful job, doesn't he?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He's always very professional and courteous, and and I always enjoy watching him. And did you have a lot of interaction with Carson?
0: Um, At a couple of the off-camera rehearsals, he would be there to rehearse his part as well. So, I mean, a little bit here and there, but, I mean, he was such a nice guy. And, of course, you don't see it on TV, but a lot of times uh, when he would come up to stand between, like, you and your battle partner or you and your knockout partner to ask the coaches to give their take... He would like, you know, pat us on the back and tell us that we did a good job and all of this stuff. Like he was just a really, really nice guy.
1: I'm glad to hear that. I'm not surprised at all. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He has a job I would love to have. So uh, I mean, that just looks like so much fun. Now, I would like to ask you: having uh, special guests as as uh, like coaches come in, big names in the industry, uh, any fond memories of, of of those experiences?
0: Oh, of the special guests that would come on the show.
1: Yes, that would come and help mentor you and, and prepare yeah. you for uh, um, a performance?
0: Um, I loved it when I found out that Billy Ray Cyrus was our advisor
2: <laughs> for the
0: battle round. Surprise! Oh yeah, no, I loved it. He was so unreal. Like He was the most incredibly funny guy, even when he wasn't trying to be funny. He's just such a dad, you know what I mean? Um,
2: And
0: he, he has a fascination with, um, or he's really intrigued better yet with, um, Native American culture. So he has like a lot of Native American tattoos. And, um, I remember he, he showed me this tattoo of a, of a, I can't remember who it was, but a historic Native American on his arm. And I told him, I said, Oh yeah, that's my great, great grandfather. And then wow. he got really shocked and looked like he was about to fall out of his chair. I was like, no, 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 I'm kidding. And then the disappointment on his face was so funny. It was, it was hilarious. But no, he was, he was a really great guy, gave really good advice. It was like hearing really sweet words from your dad. Um, mm-hmm. and then working with Kelly Clarkson, she yes. was phenomenal. She was incredible. Um, it was actually really scary because I was singing natural woman by aretha franklin to kelly Mm -hmm. clarkson and she's the person who made me fall in love with that song like when i heard her sing that on american idol you know my brain exploded so being having the chance to sing that in front of her was terrifying yet amazing at the same time
1: with amazing results that's just phenomenal. And you know what, Brooke? I thought it was wonderful. Um just you as a woman is 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 phenomenal enough, but I thought it was an extra bonus, you know, having na- Native Americans represented on the show and and kind of putting them in the forefront. I I thought that was really important too.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was it was a really cool experience and I didn't expect to get the love from different tribes that I did. Like my only intention was um You know, if I could just give my tribe some recognition on this show, that Mm -hmm. would be incredible. Because, like, I feel like my tribe in particular, the Halawasaponi tribe, it's a lot of times a forgotten tribe. I see. People and people are very forgotten. I feel like our tribe, not many people even know that we exist. So I I was just really excited to give us recognition. But the fact that I gave so much recognition to tribes all over in and out of the U.S., that... Blew my mind, and the love and support that I received, it was just phenomenal.
1: And you deserved it, and they were cheering you on. I have thought of a kind of a more difficult question, and I hope you don't mind me asking, because unfortunately, people do go home, don't they, throughout the contest? I mean, obviously, that's got to be, you know, heart-sinking and and disappointing for that individual. I I notice many have good attitudes, like, you know, hey— uh, I'm going to carry on. And isn't that the key, Brooke, to realize that, look, this is just a part of your journey. It's not the end if you do go home.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: And do you feel that most people took that attitude?
0: Um, I do. I mean, of course, there was a lot of disappointment, but um, I think for the most part, everybody had a good spirit about it. Um Uh, Like, I I think the hardest week was the top eight week when it went from eight to four people. Mm. Um,
1: That's a lot of people at once, isn't it? it,
0: Exactly. Like, one, it was terrifying because after they Mm. called Chloe and Addison, I was just standing there thinking, if they don't call my name, I'm either going to go directly home or I'm going to have to fight for my life to stay on this show. So, thankfully, they called my name next But um, I could only imagine what Red and Adam and Noah were feeling when they had to compete, you know, to stay and get that fourth spot for the finale. And then just the fact that Davon and Keisha, two of the most incredible voices I've ever heard in my entire life, didn't even get a chance to sing for their life. I mean, I was so disappointed, so I can't even imagine how disappointed they were. Um, You know, I mean, my brain can't even go there, but... But everybody was just such a good sport and in good spirits. And I think everyone just knew that this was the beginning. Like we had made it so far. We've been doing this since, I don't know. I think like we all started with everything like back in February or April, um, either one of those months. And then the fact that we had made it all the way to the semifinales in December, like that's crazy
1: yeah that's a, that 's amazing and now, if we fast forward to the final the final night okay the the three of you uh talented ladies there i, I can 't even imagine what that would be like the, those final moments waiting to to get the results um, i mean what were you, what were you experiencing on the inside at that moment
0: um, to be completely honest, I knew i wasn 't going to win um, because a part of the competition is that last week, you know, everyone who voted or bought a song on iTunes before, all of those votes would accumulatively go towards your finale vote. So I, see. I kind of had a huge feeling that Chloe was going to win because that girl was number one every single week. Um, but... uh so I, I already knew that I wasn't going to win and I had peace with it. Um, but it was just still nerve wracking, not knowing where you're going to land, um, not knowing what was going to happen. I mean, it was crazy. And the whole day they were telling us, do not cry, do not cry, do not cry off your makeup. And yet mm-hmm. who was crying all day? I was crying all day. <laughs> yes. Addison was crying all day. Chloe was crying all day. I mean, it was <laughs> it was very emotional, like even sure. at the last minute. um, We were listening to, uh, you know, Chloe and um, Billy Idol uh, sing White Wedding" together. Yeah. And then once she was done, I told her before we went on stage, I was like, Chloe, not just your look is iconic, but your voice is iconic. And then she starts crying. But I get in trouble because I'm the one who made her cry. (laughs) It was was (laughs) your fault that time. (laughs) I know. I know. But. We had just grown so close, especially me, Chloe, and Addison. And, and, you know, Red is such an incredible guy, too. I mean, it was just an incredible experience.
1: Well, it sure was, and it was incredible for the the viewers. And and now you have a single that is available. Is this correct?
0: Yes, I have 2 a.m. I actually released it on February the 2nd at 2 a.m., um oh wow so i'm yeah i'm on the roll with the twos but uh um, yes. yeah i have that song and actually this week on this friday the 13th i'm going to be releasing my brand new single perfect
1: wow i'm very excited for you congratulations
0: ah oh, thank you so much
1: now is this going to be released at two in the afternoon or two in the morning or
0: <laughs> gonna try a different no, time this, one- this time no, since yeah. this one isn't titled a number. It won't have a specific time. It'll just I come see. out on Friday. But yeah, I'm excited about it. It's it's different than the 2 a.m. feel. 2 a.m. was kind of a very moody song. And then this mm-hmm. one is going to be very different from that. I don't want to get too much info on it, but it's exciting. It's fun. And I'm excited for everyone to get it. And it's, it's right on time for the summer.
1: I cannot wait to hear it and I appreciate you sharing that. And for those listening out there that would like to either learn more about you or, 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 or maybe uh, discover more of your music, um, how do they go about doing that? Is there a website or social media yeah, pages?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, they can find me on Facebook or Instagram at Brooke Simpson Official. Um, they can find me on Twitter at Brooksimson. And then if they wanted to check out my website, it's brooksimsonofficial.com.
1: That is wonderful. And I would like to ask you before we conclude here, um, you are touring a little bit, is that right? Or do you you play at some uh, different locations? Yeah,
0: Yeah, I am going to be at a bunch of different places. Um, And, you know, the busiest month of touring was definitely March, but things have calmed down a little bit now. But this Friday, when I release um, my new songs, I'm going to be singing at the Hotel Cafe on April the 13th. Um, and then, actually, I will be at the Holawasaponi Pow powwow uh, Oh wow the 20th through the 22nd um, in Hollister, North Carolina. I'll be there to just cheer on and support my tribe as well as perform a little bit. Um, and, yeah, I have a whole bunch of exciting stuff coming up.
1: Well, I have a new goal now, Brooke, and you know what it is? It's to see you Ooh, perform I- in, uh, live one day.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, all of the dates are on uh, my website, so make sure you come out.
1: I sure will. And, and Brooke, I want to thank you so much. Um, I want to wish you all the best and, uh, thank you for your inspiration to me and to others.
0: Ah, uh, thank you so much. And thank you for having me.
1: You are most welcome. And I want to thank the listeners out there for listening and Brooke Simpson, a perfect example of someone who didn't give up and stayed strong and made great things happen for. Her. Thank you for listening <laughs> and I'll see you on another episode of Hollywood and Beyond. Hi, friends and listeners, this is host Stephen Brittingham. You can listen to Hollywood and Beyond anytime on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play Music, TuneIn Radio, as well as Radio Public. Be sure to subscribe and follow the show for free so you can receive the latest episodes delivered to your favorite listening device. Hollywood and Beyond, your home for meaningful interviews. Thank you. Hi, friends and listeners, this is host Stephen Brittingham. Do you happen to have a question or a comment for me? Or perhaps you feel that you might make an interesting guest here on Hollywood and Beyond. Whatever your reason may be, Please feel free to contact me anytime directly at the show's official email address. That would be Hollywood and Beyond Show at gmail.com. That is Hollywood and Beyond Show at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you soon.